Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. So this is a little off topic, but I have to talk about Casey White. Casey White escaped from prison in Alabama last week with the help of Vicki White, who was a prison guard, not a pen pal. Casey White and Vicki White were not related, uh, so they never had a wedding, but Sheriff Wedding was the one looking for them after the escape. All right, so Vicki had worked in the prison for like 17 years and had an exemplary record, which is probably how she got away with it. Spoiler alert, they didn't get away with it for very long. After a month ago, sorry, about a month ago, Vicki sold her house for $95,000, which was well below the market value, as well as her car. Last week, she took the cash out of her bank. She purchased at least three cars, um, as well as guns, like an AR-15 and a 45 caliber pistol. Um, she may have uh, also had her service weapon. I mean, just if we're counting what types of weapons she had on her. So who is Casey White? He is a man convicted of kidnapping his ex-girlfriend. He was sentenced to 70 years in prison and said openly if he was ever released, he would find and kill the ex-girlfriend. He was awaiting trial for the murder of Connie Ridgeway when he started a special relationship with Vicky, the prison guard. He and Vicky plotted his escape. So normally two guards would escort a prisoner out of the prison, but with Vicky's seniority, nobody checked on her. She just opened the door for Casey White. They nonchalantly strolled to her patrol car. She opened the door for him to get in the back seat. They didn't even look at each other, but I imagine that they were giddy with excitement. They drove a few miles away where the first of the cars that she purchased was waiting. They ditched the patrol car for a little orange Ford Edge. I don't totally understand this next part. Vicki called a coworker and asked her to pick her up at a Dick's Sporting Goods because she had locked her keys in her patrol car and she needed a ride to a different location. So when the coworker got there, she drove Vicki to the new location but didn't say anything about Casey White. Um, maybe she, maybe Vicki had already dropped Casey off. So I thought I had heard that the coworker didn't drive Vicki at all, but why would you call the prison and lead them to the location of the patrol car? Couldn't you buy yourself some more time if you, I don't know, don't call the prison? I'm sorry. I don't know why I feel that it's necessary to point out to people when they do a bad job of breaking the law. I'm actually really glad that Vicki and Casey did enough imbecile things to get caught. It must have been terrifying for Casey's ex-girlfriend to know that he was on the run, and frankly, for anyone in the area to know that this prisoner was on the run. So. Um, Okay, in the one report, she's calling the coworker and she says she needs a ride to a different location. And maybe that was because she didn't want any um, cameras to spot what her new vehicle looked like. Maybe she didn't think her coworker would um, give the information, or maybe her coworker wouldn't have a really good memory for what kind of car it was. Anyways, the police start investigating. Vicki had said she was escorting Casey to a mental health evaluation at the courthouse, but there was no such evaluation scheduled. Um, while friends and family were being interviewed and some other people at the prison, they revealed there was a special relationship between the whites. They, they talked a lot, and Vicki always made sure that Casey got extra food and special privileges. Um, CBS News says other clues emerged. 
She bought men's clothes at a Kohl's and visited a store that sold sex toys. Well, did we need any more clues? I mean, you can tell me maybe what men's clothing she purchased so we could be on the lookout for a man in a blue hoodie if she bought a blue hoodie, but you know you just wanted to mention the adult store for the salaciousness of it. That's not really going to help us track down these two, right? Okay. And then I felt the need to repeat it also. So, you know what would help track them down? Casey was six foot nine. That's hard, hard to hide in a crowd at that height. So, also you should know at some point they stayed at a motel across from a sheriff's office. So, the manager of the motel sounded a little bit defensive, um, even though Vicky had been wearing a wig. She wasn't the one who rented the room. So the manager said that a local person rented it and gave the keys to Vicky and Casey, and they just drove around to the other side of Mattel, entering and exiting the room without the front office ever seeing them. So I wonder who this local person was. Like, why would they rent a room for these two? Like, is it a, is it a homeless person? Is it somebody who's looking for money for drugs or something like that? I... um. Oh, it was a homeless person, and Vicky and Casey paid up front in cash for two weeks. Okay, so they had purchased this Ford Edge, this little orange car, and they get rid of it pretty quickly um, to start driving a black truck with a Tennessee license plate. For some reason, they parked the truck in the bay of a 24-hour car wash, and they left it there with the windows down and the keys inside. The owner of the car wash sees the truck and wonders why it's sitting there. It's not in a parking space. It's in the bay of the self-serve car wash. So I wonder why they picked that spot. Like maybe because it's open 24 hours a day, but it's not busy. Or maybe they thought there wouldn't be cameras. Or that the, the bay of the car wash, the walls, would obscure the truck so people wouldn't notice it. I don't know. Well, this owner did spot it and called the police. And he even thought that it might be related to the escaped prisoner. So the police scan the truck. They say it isn't stolen. Um, but, of course, the owner of the car wash could have it towed. So that's what he did. Then he goes back and starts watching his tapes. And after reviewing the surveillance, he saw Casey pacing around the truck and then a small silver car coming to pick him up. So, of course, the police start looking for that car. At the same time, a tow company in Tennessee called the police to report towing that orange Ford Edge, right? So the investigators descended on the area. They're canvassing the neighborhoods. They approach a house that has several cars for sale, and the owner looks at photos of Casey and Vicky, and he says that he sold them a black F-150 for cash. I think it was $6,000, but maybe he bought, maybe they bought that Edge for $6,000. So they ditch the truck at a car wash and Vicky picks up Casey and they drive away in a Cadillac. Why are they ditching these cars in places that they'll get towed? And and I'm even kind of curious why why they ditched the orange uh, edge to begin with. Like, you know, were they spooked? Did they think the police were onto them? Maybe they didn't have time to get the car to uh, you know, a less noticeable spot. I don't even know where that less noticeable spot is. Where do you leave a car? Like way off road or at an airport? I don't know. Like it might be intimidating because the cops are looking at airports to see if you're trying to travel, right? So anyways, 
The police find these two in Evansville, Indiana. They find this silver Cadillac. They ram into the car. It flips over. And according to the coroner, at this point, Vicki decides to commit suicide and shoots herself in the head. Casey was arrested and he says, please help my wife. She just shot herself in the head. But there's no record that she was his wife, that they had ever been married. Um, Vicki did succumb to her injury and the police recovered $29,000 and those guns. And Casey was extradited to Jefferson, Alabama. Uh, at this point, Casey is facing the death penalty for the murder of Connie Ridgeway, the original reason why um, he was not in prison. Actually, he had been transferred to the jail is because he was going to go to trial for Connie Ridgeway's murder. So I'm sure he thought he had nothing to lose planning his escape. And I'm sure Vicky thought that she was in love with him and she had nothing to lose. I mean, she could either live the rest of her life without him or she could run away with him. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she thought the money was going to go further. So also she filed for her retirement. Did she think that she could collect the retirement benefits while she was on the lam? Checks from the prison that she helped Casey escape from? Like, thanks for your many years of service. You've only had one bad day. I don't know. Maybe there's some other rationale for filing for retirement. Like maybe people don't look at you so closely when you're about to retire. No one's going to turn you in for a write-up because you sneak in contraband or not following every rule. So maybe she thought she could get her coworkers to relax a little. Like they'd be reminded how long she had worked there as soon as they hear she's about to retire. Oh, Vicky's been here forever. I'm not going to ask who's going with her and Casey White to the courthouse for his mental health evaluation. Or if there's some other barrier to removing a prisoner from the grounds, like someone calling to confirm the time and location of this supposed mental health check. Which, by the way, of course, there was never any mental health check at the court. <coughs> um, maybe people would just get lackadaisical when they're working with someone about to retire or maybe she really did think she could collect her retirement checks. Maybe she thought her mother could collect the retirement money. Does facilitating a prison escape disqualify you from collecting your retirement? What if you retire and then as a private citizen, you help someone escape? Okay, okay, here it is. Uh, if you have a 401k, it doesn't matter if you quit or you get fired. That's your money that you invested while you were working. So it's your money. So all that matters if you're is if you're invested in the company and plans have all kinds of different requirements. So this could be as little as two as three to five years. Mm. So I don't know, maybe Vicky and Casey didn't think this was going to be a national story. I mean, he is a full head taller than the police who are arresting him. This is a very tall man. Maybe if it wasn't a national story and they had gotten two or three states away, maybe they thought you know, that uh, they would they would be safe in their escape. Okay, so the coroner says that the gunshot wasn't accidental, that Vicki purposefully shot herself, but there's some debate to that. There was a 911 call from the couple as cops caught up to them, but I think it was an automatic call placed through the car after the cops ran it. Because in the call, you can hear Vicky saying the airbags went off and you had to stay in that effing motel. I mean, she's not talking to the 911 operator at all. Um, she's she's talking to Casey about making a run for it. 
it does kind of sound like she wanted to fight, not like she had resolved to herself that she was going to commit suicide if they were caught. But maybe this woman makes impulsive decisions. I mean, maybe she didn't put a lot of thought into getting involved with a man who wanted to kill his last love interest. Maybe she just decides something and then goes full steam ahead. The big question is, did Casey have any pen pals? And does anyone want to reach out to him now? I don't know. Okay. I can't imagine giving up my family, my job, my reputation just to help this man escape and become a fugitive myself. Like, I'm afraid of breaking the rules while I'm writing to my friends. One time, a friend of mine asked me to log into his Facebook account just to post his address and see if there were any messages for him. And maybe that would have been fine. But I think it certainly would have been fine for me to post his address as a comment on his page. But I didn't want to print out messages from other people. Like, I didn't want to accidentally facilitate him communicating with gang members or anyone else that he wasn't supposed to be communicating with. Like, I'm not going to make a three-way call for someone in prison. They could be trying to contact a victim. I'm just going to err on the side of caution. Like, I don't even know what this person could be trying to get out of me. Of course, Vicky knew that Casey wanted to escape. It doesn't seem like there was any deception on his part about that since they were found together. Like, you know, he could have ditched her as soon as he got the cash and he was outside of the prison, but he didn't. So maybe, I don't know. Now that I think about it, maybe there was more that he thought he could get out of her. After all, I told you he was six foot nine. I imagine it was easier for her to put on some sort of disguise and get supplies or rent a room or even get a job as far as um, sustaining their life while they're on the lam. On another note, to go back to something I said earlier, when I was talking about what Vicky had to lose if she, you know, helps or doesn't help him escape from prison. I said she'd have to live the rest of her life without Casey, her true love. And living without him, that's just not true. Just because he's in prison, she could still visit him, talk to him, see him. Like, they might not go home and sleep in the same bed, but she could have married him while he was in prison. My friend Daniel is preparing for his next parole hearing, and of course, he's excited. He said, life needs to hit the play button for me. And of course, I'm excited for everything that he can do once he can go home, but he's living now. He makes a difference. He learns. He accomplishes things. He helps people. He makes friends. So that is all that I have to say about um, Casey White and his attempt to escape prison. Thank you so much for listening. Next time, I'll catch you up more on Daniel and my friends TT and Kelly, who are trying to make legal escape from prison. I guess that's just called release rather than escape. Tell everyone you know about the podcast. And as always, find your own friends in prison.